Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Thomas Warwick and today I'll be talking to you about how to passage sales in culture. Whether you're new to sales culture or looking to refresh your knowledge, this episode will give you detailed guidance on how to passage sales, why it's so important and what can go wrong. Before diving into how to passage sales, we need to explain the difference between adherent and suspension cells. Adherent cells attach to the surface of cell culture flasks and dishes. This means that their growth is limited by the surface area of the plate or flask. It also means that they need to be detached before they can be reseeded into new dishes. Cell culture plates and flasks are often coated to help promote the attachment of cells to their surface. Suspension cells don't attach and instead float freely in the culture medium. Therefore, their growth is not limited by the surface area, but instead by the density of cells in the culture. Suspension cells require agitation to ensure optimum growth and gas exchange and are often grown in splinter flasks or shaking incubators. Because suspension cells do not need to be detached from the culture flasks, they are considered to be simpler to passage. Check out the corresponding online article for a table outlining the differences between adherent and suspension cultures. So you've checked the confluence of your cell cultures and they're ready to passage. What comes next? There are four main steps to passaging adherent cells. Rinse, detach, inactivate and seed. Let's go through these steps and how to perform them. Number one, rinse cells with a balanced salt solution or BSS. Before detaching cells from the dish, it's important to aspirate off the old spent media and rinse the cells with a balanced salt solution. Rinsing the cells will help eliminate proteins and ions found in the media that might inhibit the action of cell-releasing solutions. Balanced salt solutions are used because they maintain a physiological pH and salt concentration. Typical salt solutions include phosphate-buffered salines, Hanks-buffered salt solutions, and Earl's balanced salt solutions. Calcium and magnesium-free salt solutions should be used when subculturing cells, as both calcium and magnesium promote cell clumping. Number 2. Detach cells from the bottom of the dish or flask. Cells are released from the dish by breaking the cell-protein interactions with the dish's surface. Different cell types have different properties when it comes to adhering to the bottom of the dish. Some cells like to remain in little balls, barely flirting with the dish, while others flatten out and slather down multiple layers of proteins that bind them to the dish. Your goal is to detach the cells from the dish using the least damaging procedure for each cell type. How you choose to release the cells from the dish will depend upon the adherence property of the cells. There are essentially three choices. Choice 1. Mechanical detachment. Some lightly adherent cells will begin lifting from the dish with the addition of a balanced salt solution. In this case, simply spraying the cells directly with the BSS and tapping the plate will be sufficient to remove the cells. Loosely attached cells can also be removed by gently using a cell scraper. Choice 2. EDTA. EDTA is a chelating agent that will bind the calcium cations that integrins require to maintain cell adhesion. EDTA, 1 to 10 millimolar, depending upon the cell type, is one of the gentler ways to detach cells from the dish, but EDTA alone is not potent enough for most cell types. EDTA is most effective when pre-warmed to 37 degrees centigrade. However, for very sensitive cells use EDTA that is room temperature or 4 degrees centigrade. Choice 3. Enzymatic release. Proteolytic enzymes can be used to digest the proteins that adhere cells to the dish. This option is necessary for passaging strongly attached adherent cells. 
However, caution is required as proteolytic digestion can damage the integrity of the cell by cleaving cell surface proteins. Treatment should be limited to just the amount of time required to achieve the detachment of cells to prevent cell damage. There is no hard and fast rule on how long to treat cells. Treatment time will need to be determined empirically for each cell type and depends on how strongly the cells adhere, the length of time the cells have been in the culture and the competency of the cell culture. Trypsin is the most frequently used enzyme for passaging cells. Trypsin cleaves after lysine or arginine residues that are not followed by prolines. Working trypsin concentrations range from 0.025% to 0.5% and trypsin solutions are commonly made with EDTA to enhance cell detachment. Number 3. Dissociate and inactivate. To prevent cell clumping on an even disbursement of cells, cells should be in a single cell suspension. If they're not, add a small volume of liquid to the cells and gently pipette the liquid in and out of a 5ml stripette. Some labs add warm growth media, while others add balanced salt solutions containing 10% fetal bovine serum, or FBS. Adding warm growth media, or BSS plus FBS, inactivates the agent used to detach cells from the dish and provides more volume for pipetting. To completely inactivate the detachment agent, collect the cells in a larger volume of growth media, or BSS plus FBS, and centrifuge the cells. You can omit the centrifugation step if the cells are diluted into a large volume of growth media for replating and residual trypsin slash EDTA does not affect cell attachment. Number four, seed new dishes and flasks. While the cells are detaching from the dish or are in the centrifuge, I usually set up the plates I'm going to move my cells into by labeling the required number of plates and adding the warm growth media to the dishes. Once your cells are detached, resuspend the centrifuge cells in a small volume of growth media and count the cells using a hemocytometer. Dilute the cells to the appropriate density and aliquot them into new dishes. I like to add enough media to prepare one to two mil into each recipient dish. Gently swirl and shake the dishes to disperse the cells evenly throughout the dish. The culture conditions you use, including the medium and the protocol for splitting, will vary depending on your cell type. While these basic steps will work for most cell lines, it's best to ask someone who's worked with a particular cell type to get the details of the appropriate cell media cell releasing solution, and the time required to detach cells from the dish. Some cells, such as cells of hematopoietic origin found in our bloodstream, naturally live in suspension in bodily fluids and do not attach to cell surface. Culturing these suspension cells is somewhat easier than adherent cell cultures because suspension cells do not require trypsinization as they're already free-floating. Therefore, the passaging process is much faster and less stressful for the cells. Suspension cells are usually maintained in culture flasks and reseeded when they reach confluency every two or three days. You can tell when suspension cells reach confluency because they'll begin to clump together and float on top of the medium. The medium will change colour slightly and appear more turbid. Passaging suspension cells involves two main steps, counting and diluting. However, if the cells have reached a high density and the media has become acidic, you may wish to remove the old media by adding a centrifugation step. Before you split your cells, you should view the cultures under an inverted phase contrast microscope. Healthy growing suspension cells should be round and bright with minimal cell debris. Check if the medium is acidic by looking at its colour. Phenol red turns yellow when the pH is acidic, indicating that you have too many cells in the culture. Number one, counting cells. Suspension cells are usually maintained in culture flasks and reseeded when they reach confluency every two or three days. If you're preparing flasks for experiments, 
you probably want to count the number of cells first to ensure you're sealing flasks with the appropriate amount of cells. Counting suspension cells is the same as adherent cells. However, to ensure your counts are accurate for adherent cells, ensure that you have a well-distributed culture by gently pipetting the culture before you take a sample to count. If you're splitting cells for maintenance, you can skip a counting step. Number two, diluting cells. It's not necessarily to actually remove all of the old media for suspension cells as is done for adherent cells. Instead, some of the old culture can be removed and the remaining culture can be diluted into an appropriate cell density with fresh media. Alternatively, a fraction of the cells could be prepared from an old flask and diluted into fresh culture media. However, removing the media is advisable when your culture is acidic. To remove the old media, centrifuge at 150 times G for 5 minutes, remove acidic media, and gently resuspend the cell pellet in warm media. Here are some tips for passaging cell cultures. Warm up all reagents in a 37 degrees water bath for approximately 30 minutes before use. This will help keep your cells happy and avoid the shock of any temperature change. Set up your tissue culture hood before you begin, ensuring the hood is clean and you have all the equipment you need. This limits the time taken to passage your cells and limits potential contamination from you having to leave the culture hood slash room. Have distinct clean and dirty areas for your tissue culture hood and set them up logically so you aren't passing over the clean area with dirty equipment. Ensure you use aseptic technique throughout to minimise potential contamination of your cells. Don't forget to wipe down equipment and reagents after removing them from the water bath and spray items with 70% ethanol or IMS before placing them in the hood. Use only a small volume of trypsin to release the cells and keep the time in the trypsin to a minimum. Use a firm smack to plates and flasks to help release cells after trypsinization. After trypsinization, add a small amount of warm growth media to the trypsin and cells, and then repeatedly run the liquid in and out of a 5ml stripette to break up any cell clumps. When reseeding cells, particularly adherent cells, gently shake slash swirl the plate to ensure an even distribution of cells. Shaking the plate backwards and forwards twice and side to side twice is a great way to ensure an even distribution. Pre-label plates before you start and add warm media while cells are tryptonizing. This minimizes the time cells are out of the incubator, limiting the amount of environmental shock and disruption. Split cells at dilution ratios of between 1 to 2 and 1 to 10. Any more and your cells will quickly become too crowded. Any less and they may not survive because of the low density. Set a routine for splitting your cells, e.g. on Tuesdays and Fridays. A routine will make remembering to pass your cell cultures easier, avoiding the cells becoming overconfident. Organise your incubator so you know exactly which cells are where. This limits the amount of time you spend looking for cell cultures. Holding incubator doors open for prolonged periods of time can change the environment and affect the growth of your cells and any ongoing experiments. So that's it for passaging cells in culture. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your benchside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. 
Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.